coming up. If we don't accompany our faith, our, uh, our questions to God with faith, then we can start to see our faith eroding, our faith decreasing, and an attitude uh, of disbelief or trust in God generating in our spirits. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. It's normal for us to wonder how long we have to endure certain situations. And while God is okay with our questions, we have to remember that He knows everything we are and will go through, and He already has the solution. Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the series, When You Are Wondering How Long, where they give us important principles to consider when we have questions for God. Here's the first message in the series, be careful. Part one. Um, there are many reasons for us to be careful. Uh, we should be careful regarding the pandemic. We should be careful regarding um, social um, discrimination and all kinds of things. But I want to caution us to be careful in raising the question to God, how long? And it's not that God can't handle it, but it's that we can end up in a place that we wouldn't want to be if we don't ask that question in the right fashion. And so I want to talk about that a little bit today. So on your outline, I'll write this down. God can relate to all your circumstances. God can relate to all your circumstances. So as we're dealing with these challenges, we have to understand that God can empathize with us. It tells us here in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. So I want to pause on that for a moment. The text is emphasizing to us that we have a great high priest. Now, when we think of the priest and the priest um, in biblical um, context was the one who went um, to God for the people. He took the concerns to God for the people. And the text is telling us that Jesus is our great high priest and is imploring us to hold firm to our faith that we profess concerning Jesus Christ. And then it reads on in verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet did not sin. Okay, I want to pause on that for a moment because our high priest can empathize with us. He understands our circumstances and whatever it is that we're going through. But he's also our example of going through it without sinning. 
going through whatever it is without sinning, sinning. And that's what we have to do with all the concerns, with all of our circumstances, whatever's going on in our life. Our job is that how do I not do, think, or say something that is offensive to God, something that uh, goes against what God says I ought to think, say, and do. That's the challenge. And all of us have not responded to that very well all the time. Every single one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God and have not dealt with our circumstances in a way that was in the will of God. Mm-hmm. Verse 16 says, um, just because, because Jesus is our high priest, it says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And so Jesus can give us, uh, because of Jesus, we can go to God with confidence and go to him boldly with our concerns. And it's only because Jesus Christ The passage tells us before, I didn't highlight it, but it tells us that Jesus has ascended because, and this is part of the reasons why we can put our faith in him. He has ascended, which means he had to first descend, Mm -hmm. come down here, die on the old rugged cross for you and I, and then overcome death and ascend again. And for that reason, we can be bold um, because the grave is empty. We have hope to deal with whatever our struggles are. Mm -hmm. We can overcome them and we can be confident that God can give us what we need when we need it and help us with our circumstances. Amen. Even when we're asking how long, Mm -hmm. how long. But as I said, we have to be careful about asking how long. God wants us to ask him questions, but we need to do it in a way that's right. Mm -hmm. So on your paper, write this down. Reasons you need to be careful about asking God, how long? How long? Um, And here's the thing. You can ask, but I have to emphasize, but be careful. And the first reason is this. You could end up not pleasing God. You could end up not pleasing God. He doesn't mind us asking him the question, but we want we got to make sure that we ask it the right way. Yeah. And that's asking it in faith, as we will see very shortly here. Look what 1 Corinthians 10, 1 through 5 says. For I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud and that they all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food. They drank the same spiritual drink, drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them, 
and that rock was Christ. Okay, I'm going to stop for a moment here. So Apostle Paul is talking about the children of Israel as God delivered them out of Egypt, out of bondage, which is a shadow and type of our deliverance from sin. And God was taking them to the promised land, to the place where he wanted them to dwell and he could live with them and that things could be well with them. It's telling us they all had some things in common. They went through the cloud. They all were baptized in the, in, in the, through the cloud. They had, a, had a, a pillar of cloud leading them by day, a pillar of fire by night. They all went through the Red Sea that was dry because God had parted it. They all drank from the rock that gave water when they were thirsty. They all um, um, shared in this experience and were delivered. By God. Mm -hmm. And the scripture tells us that rock that they drank from was Christ. Mm -hmm. So we have something in common with them too. Yeah. But look what it goes on to say in verse five. Though they all went through all of that together, it mm -hmm. says, nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. <laughs> wow. Wow, that, that ought to cause you to pause. I, I know I'm thinking, man, I hope God pleased with me. Right, right. <laughs> I, got, I got this shared faith, this shared experiences with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, I even have a shared experience with the, um, the children of Israel because they drank from a rock that I drank from. <laughs> I, drank from I drink from Christ. So. Right. I'm God's people. I'm part of God's family like they were. But it says God wasn't pleased with most of them. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, that, that makes me look in the mirror. Yeah, got to examine ourselves. We have to examine, my, examine ourselves, and I, I want to make sure God is pleased with me. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the quickest and most effective way to displease God is to not live by faith. Hmm. That, yeah. that, is the, that is the quickest and the most effective, or you might say ineffective, however you want to put it, you can put it on the negative or the positive. Yeah. But when we don't live by faith, we don't please God. The text is very clear. Look what it says here in Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. Y'all see that? Mm -hmm. It's not possible. Right. So, as I said, the quickest and most effective way to, to, to not please him is to not live by faith. Yeah. He says, um, it, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Yeah. Amen. So we have to put this passage into effect in our lives mm -hmm. if we want to please God. But the scripture tells us that most of them folk who shared experiences, shared deliverance, shared walking through the Red Sea, shared drinking the, from the rock, eating the manna that God gave. Mm -hmm. They shared in the Passover when the, the death angel passed by their homes. It... Most of them? Yeah, so easy to fall back into bad habits, you know? Right. 
when you, you give something to God, but you keep going back and taking it back. You know, Lord, help me with this. But then you start worrying about it yes. over and over again. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So in this time of uh, turmoil in our culture and us feeling the sense of, man, how long is this thing going to last? How long will I have to wear this mask? <laughs> you know, <laughs> How long am I have to keep keep uh, disinfecting handy in? How yeah, long? Yeah. I'm tired of sitting at my desk with a mask on. I'm tired of, you know, just all the things that we're dealing with. And then now the com compiling of the in inflation and all kinds of other stuff on top of it. And then uh, some people who look like me got killed because they look like me. Right. Which means that can happen to me. Right. Yeah. So there is reasons for us to say how long. Mm -hmm. But we have to do it. And whatever question we ever bring to God, we must, it must be accompanied with faith. Yeah. So we won't displease him. Amen. Amen. That's good. Look what it says in Exodus 16, 1 through 3. So it tells us a little more about how God wasn't pleased with them. It says the whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month, after they had come out of Egypt, in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. So let's stop for a moment on that. So they were out of Egypt a month and 15 days. Mm -hmm. They were out of their place of bondage yeah. where they were held captive, <laughs> treated badly. Mm -hmm. And they were out of it a month and 15 days. And they're grumbling. Mm -hmm. Passed through the Red Sea, had all kinds of experiences, and they're grumbling. Yeah. And this wasn't the first time they grumbled, by the way. This was their second grumbling. Um, uh, uh, the, before, before that, uh, they grumbled uh, and complained to Moses about drink. And Moses had to throw a, uh, God told him to throw a, a piece of a tree into this bitter water mm -hmm. so that it would be made sweet. Yeah. So this, what we're reading here, wasn't their first grumbling. But they're grumbling and complaining. They're not living by faith. They're not exercising faith. <laughs> after they just saw the Red Sea part. <laughs> after they just saw the Red Sea part. Yeah. I mean, if God can move all that water. Right. Right. If he right. can he can move all that water and then create dry ground, he can give me water some kind yeah, of way. I, right. I may not understand how he was going to do it, yeah. but I should be able to fathom that he could do it. Yeah. When yeah. I seen how he had control and made wall made a two walls of water right. on the Red Sea. Right, right, right. He's faithful. He's faithful. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes me think. How how can I translate their experiences to one that I may have had? <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and and how I I may have grumbled about okay, where you know how I'm gonna pay these bills or whatever. Mm -hmm. Grumbled about you know uh, how I'm, how uh, uh, 
my boss is treating me or and just grumbled about something. Yeah, yeah. And how do I fallen into the similar trap of not having faith mm -hmm. that God could do it? Amen. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been there. Been there too. So, what can happen to us if we don't accompany our faith, our uh, our questions to God with faith? Then we can start to see our faith eroding, mm -hmm. our faith decreasing, and an attitude uh, of disbelief or trust in God generating in our spirits. So it's important to keep a sensor on your faith level and make sure every day you're operating in faith. Amen. So when it when you start to not do it, you need a, the alarms need to start flashing. Mm -hmm. You know, get back on the faith road, on the faith road. Right. In my car, and I'm so thankful for my car, and I'm thankful for the safety features my car has. Mm -hmm. But my car, if I start, if if I start getting too close to the line of my lane, my car starts beeping and say, boop, boop, boop. Let me know you're about to cross over to the lane. And the reason it's beeping because I'm getting close to the lines in that the in the lane I'm in, and I didn't put a blinker on. Yeah. So it's it's assuming because I didn't put a blinker on, <laughs> I don't realize that I'm getting too right, close. Right. So it lets me know. Yeah. That you're drifting over. That I'm drifting. Yeah out of my lane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we need some kind of alarm to let us know we're drifting out of our lane with God, our lane of faith with God. Right. And one of the things that helps us do that is having a relationship with other believers, being a part of a small that's, group. That's, that's, that's why one of the reasons we do Bible Life Group right. is because you and you and Bible Life Group, one of your brothers or sisters in your group could go beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> You're drifting out of faith, brother. Uh, yeah. You're drifting, <laughs> right, You're drifting right, away from right. faith and you better get back. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have that, say you you just you know you just decide, hey, I don't need I don't need the small group, I don't need to be in fellowship or community with other believers, and you decide I'm just going to live on my own. Yeah. You might find yourself off a faithful off the off the cliff, mm -hmm. out of faith, right, right? And then wondering how did I get down here? Yeah. I'm telling you how yeah. right now, yeah. because you decided not to live by faith. Amen. That's the word right there. Okay. And so we need we need to be in fellowship with each other because we one of the things that serve as an alarm for us is each other to say, hey, get back on the faith road, sister. Get back on the faith road, brother. And I'll go with you. Let me pray with you so we can, you know, uh, we can be accountable to each other. We can link hands and link hearts together so that we can both stay in the faith lane. In the faith land. Because yeah. that's where we please God. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. 
I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Yeah, that's good, because sometimes we pacify our times with stuff yes. that's not of God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To make ourselves feel better while we have to wait. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we figure that if I'm, um, if I'm struggling financially or uh, something, let me figure out a way that I can get myself some money or let me find a person who, who got money <laughs> who can help me and then we end up in the worst condition that we was in in the first place because we went away from God and put our trust in something other than God. Thank you for listening.